Hey, would you give our dads a great big hand? We appreciate you guys. Well, happy Father's Day. It's good to have all of you here and all the dads that are watching online this morning. We appreciate you joining us um, for another service, another week in the new in the new normal, right? Here we are. Here we are again. Um, I want to say uh, just a reminder to those of you on our service times, um, we will be in this schedule through the end of June, so 9 and 11 here on campus. And then for those of you who are online this morning, we're online live at 11 o'clock. Now, um, for those of you who are online and in person, um, some of the things that we're saying may sound confusing about the schedule, so I want to take a minute and explain that so you know what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, through the month of June, we are actually uh, broadcasting live our 11 o'clock service, but not our 9 o'clock service, although this service is being recorded and may be replayed at another time. So, for example, when you hear some of us say, you address our online congregation, or those who are watching online, you may say, yeah, but you're not online at 9. Yes, but this might be replayed later. So um, without having to go through all the kind of details of all that, our hope is that we want to be online live at 9 and 11, but we're not ready to do that yet because many of the teams that we have built in the last several weeks that didn't even exist three months ago to run this are gaining experience every week. And we want to make sure we can have a good online experience for everybody watching. So this is the pattern we're in a couple more weeks. And then in July, we'll reevaluate and see what happens. So I just don't want you to be confused if you're hearing something and you say, we saw people type in and go, are you guys not on at 9 o'clock? No, we're on at 11 right now. But rather than training everybody to two, two different services, two different ways, we're just all training everybody to do it the same way because it might be replayed. Let me exhale for a minute. That's a lot. So, having said that, all the folks at Kingwood that uh, help, help make our online experience possible through the camera crew and lights and streaming and sound, would you give them a big hand? They're doing a great job, and we appreciate them. We really, really do. Well, um, I, I don't have to tell you that uh, we're living in difficult times, right? I mean, that's, I don't have to tell you that. You know that. There's a lot of stress, a lot of pressure, a lot of fear. Um, man, th this, this is a, a very unusual season of history, and uh, we'll look back on it, um, and who knows all the ways that we'll begin to understand how these times have affected us and marked us. But it's tough on people. I mean, this is, this is a difficult time. So today, we're going to start a new series, and uh, the new series that we're starting on Father's Day it's called The Blessing. And what I want to do for the next several weeks is I just want to talk to you. How many of you want some good news? Yeah, you want some, I got some good news, okay? I want to teach you about the blessing because these times are particularly hard on relationships, right? And so I want to teach you some things that I've learned from the Scripture that will help us understand how we might engage in relationships in a more effective way. Uh, I'm, I'm sure most of you, if not all of you, have heard the song, The Blessing. How many of you heard the song, The Blessing, right? Yeah. 
It's just played over and over and over. It, but when it came out, like it went viral. It just, it just exploded. And, and I asked myself, why? You know, it, is it because the lyrics are scripture? Well, we've had other songs like that before that didn't, you know, move that fast. Is it because the music itself is so good? Well, I'm not a musician, but it's good, you know, but I don't think it's the best song musically ever written. Well, is it because the timing? I think part of it's the timing. I think part of it is it landed at a time when we needed it. But let me tell you what I think the deepest reason is. I think it's because it answers one of the longings of the human heart. And that is this. Am I, am I accepted or am I rejected? Am I loved or am I unloved? Am I blessed or am I not blessed? And it answers that, song, that, that question. So when the blessing is missing in a person's life, and that, that's what we're going to be talking about in this series, we live in excess. So I want you to think about this. When the blessing is missing in a person's life, we crave attention. We have a tendency maybe to pout, to play the victim, to live compulsively, to drive toward perfection. We go through bouts of guilt and shame and fear. We maybe compulsively try to help people when we're really trying to help ourselves through that good act. Sometimes we may gossip to validate our own importance. We'll overindulge in, you know, donuts or ice cream or drugs or alcohol or pornography or video games or technology. We overindulge to try to medicate our own pain. Maybe we can't keep a job. We just keep having this. Uh, we've all known people that just seem to jump from job to job to job. Or you look behind them and there's a trail of broken relationships. Sometimes we feel the pressure to succeed, to win at all cost because we're trying to prove our worth. All of those excesses in living are usually a sign that the blessing is missing or part of the blessing is missing. So what is the blessing? Well, this word blessing is interesting because it's like part of our vocabulary in English, but it doesn't feel like it entirely fits. You know what I'm saying? We recognize it, but if I were to put you on the spot this morning and I were to say, can you explain what a blessing is or what the blessing is or what it means to be blessed? We'd probably have a huge variety of answers to that question this morning. In the South, before you eat, what do we say? The <laughs> right? Hey, somebody say the blessing. What does that mean? Food's getting cold. I'm hungry. Let's go. Say the blessing. When you sneeze, God bless you. Why do we say that? Why? There, there's some history for that. We won't get into that this morning. About 10 years ago, I read a book by um, Gary Smalley and John Trent called The Blessing. And I am grateful to those guys who, out of their own life's work, unpacked the scriptural theme 
of what the blessing is. And it really inspired me to dig deeper into this theme of the blessing and to understand it scripturally a little bit better. And that's a lot of what I want to share with you in the next few weeks. The blessing is the most important relational issue on earth. It affects all relationships. So the blessing affects your relationship with your children, with your spouse, with your adult children, with your grandkids, with your friends, with other Christians, with uh, people of other races. It affects your relationship with people who don't even know Christ, who you might be trying to share Christ with. It affects your relationship with God and how you view Him and how you interact with Him. If you have missed the blessing in your life or you've missed parts of the blessing in your life, it'll affect your marriage, it'll affect your self-esteem, it'll affect your ability to keep commitments, it'll affect intimacy, it'll affect your ability to accept God's love. So what I want to do this morning is I want to read from Genesis chapter 1 and I want to show you from the very first chapter in the Bible, from the dawn of human history, God had a plan to bless us. And I want to read it this morning. Genesis 1:27. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them male and female. He created them. Most of us would say, I already knew that. But have you sped past the next statement so quickly that you never took the time to unpack it or understand what might it mean? Look at the very next verse. God blessed them. That's a separate thing. They're already alive. He created them. They're functioning. They have breath in their lungs. They're alive and moving and healthy and well. But there's a separate thing that happened here in Scripture from the dawn of human history. God blessed Adam and Eve. And you know why he did it? Because you and I were created to be blessed. We were created for it, and without it, our souls ache for it. So a lot of times when we talk about being blessed, we immediately think about material goods. Somebody has a lot of money, and we say, oh man, it must be nice to be them, aren't they blessed? Or we see somebody in a big house, and we say, man, look at them, aren't they blessed? Right? Or if somebody even has good health, man, they've hardly never been sick a day in their life. Aren't they blessed? I'm not saying those aren't blessings. Of course they're blessings. But they're not the blessing. And the blessing is more important than any material blessing or even blessing in your physical health that you'll ever experience. So let me just give you the definition, if you're taking notes this morning, of the blessing. Here's how I understand and define the blessing. The blessing is unconditional love and acceptance communicated. Unconditional love and acceptance communicated. Now, it's not approval for good behavior. It's not, it's not um, negotiated in the exchanges of life based on how good you did today or this week or this month or this year. It's not, it's not, you know, have you been a good boy, have you been a good girl, then you'll be blessed. It's not a reward for good behavior, but watch this, it's an empowerment to good behavior. When I know I'm blessed, I long to act right. Because that's what God created me to do. I remember when I was a youth pastor, I heard a, a parent say to their child, they were in a little argument, you know, as 
parents and teenagers do sometimes and said, uh, you know, that's it. We had a big birthday party planned for you, but forget it now. No birthday party. And, and, and my, I didn't even understand the blessing, and I was younger than I am now, but something in my soul hurt because I said, I said you shouldn't have to earn your birthday party. Your birthday party's not about how good you did. It's about how much you're loved, right? So you could be a heathen. <laughs> you could be terrible and still have a good birthday party. Why? Because it's a celebration of you as a person and how much we value you, how good or bad you've done. See, this is Pharisee-type theology. Pharisees believed that blessings were earned. That's why when the, the woman with the issue of blood snuck in and, and received that miracle of healing from Jesus, that's why the Pharisees were upset because they said, she's unclean, she shouldn't have touched you, she doesn't deserve a miracle. And if you're not careful, that kind of philosophy creeps in to our relationships. And we begin to evaluate people and we evaluate ourselves based on what we've earned and what we have not earned. Based on what we deserve and what we do not deserve. But blessings are not a result of our good works. Blessings are a result of Jesus' good work when he died on the cross. And paid for our salvation and this family-like relationship with God the Father. That's good news. Thank God it's not based on what I've done or haven't done. Blessings is God's acceptance and love on us. So in the Old Testament, there are four times generally the blessing was used. I've already told you one in creation. Adam and Eve, he created them and he blessed them. Another time is um, in a time of gathering. So, in other words, Moses, Aaron, David, Solomon, King Solomon, they would pull the nation together or they would pull you know, leaders together, parts of the nation, elders together. And when there was a gathering, there was a blessing given. Also, um, at a time when a family member would take a journey. In Scripture, you could see. Before the journey, they'd call the family together and they would, they would bless the people who were traveling, um, to try to call on God's protection for their loved one as they're, as they're traveling. One other time is in times of um, like a birthright. Uh, the birth of a baby, marriage, if there was a leadership transition, there would be a blessing that would be given over that new life or new relationship or that change. This morning what, what I want to do is... Um, I, I just want to share with you a quick story, and then we're actually going to do a blessing. I'm actually going to give a blessing today, uh, actually two of them. I remember when I was a youth pastor, um, a mom and dad came to see me. They were very concerned about their teenage son. He was acting out, and he had gotten wrapped up in uh, some pretty bad pornography, and they had called him, and it was just a whole thing, and they were you know, concerned. And they came to talk to me, and the more I listened to them, um, the more I tried to suggest that I think one of the problems is that there needs to be a, a closer relationship, a deeper relationship between the dad and the son. It just did not look to me like there was a very good relationship there. Um, so I, as I tried to wade into that conversation, I'll never forget what the dad said to me. 
he looked at me and he said, so you're saying that the reason that my son is acting out, he kind of had a little tone, is because I hadn't said I love you enough. And I still remember the way he said it. Because I hadn't said I love you enough. Like that's the problem? And I said yes. Yes, I think that's the problem. I think, I think deep in your son's heart, he's not sure that you love him. I think he thinks that he can't please you and, know, and he has to earn your love. That's what I think is happening. I didn't know anything about the blessing then. I just knew something was missing. Today, I would call it the blessing. Unfortunately, things in that family turned worse. And that son rebelled away into a life of promiscuity and perversion. And, uh, and it just, it just broke, broke the family. Because the, because the blessing was missing. So when I say to you, the blessing is the most important relational issue on earth. What I'm intending to say is, it's the most important relational issue on earth. And when it's missing, it does matter. You can't, there's not another fix. So this morning what I want to do is I just want to give you the five elements of the blessing. I'm just going to show them to you. I'm not going to explain them all, just maybe briefly. And then the next several weeks, we're going to take one element at a time and unpack it. But what I want to do is just tell you what they are, and then uh, we're going to give a blessing this morning. So here they are. Meaningful touch. Boy, um, we're not living there, are we? <laughs> you can't touch anybody. A spoken message. So, so the thought there is the blessing was spoken because people, people who you love don't know how to interpret silence. So the fact that you say, well, they know how I feel, that's not, that's not the blessing. The blessing is communicating how you feel somehow. Number three, communicating high value. In other words, why is that person that you love valuable? Four, picturing a God-designed future. And then number, so, so that one is... Um, we tend to think for better or for worse in futuristic terms. And when we begin to anticipate the future as something good <laughs> that God's involved in and that we're being prepared for, that's a blessing. Number five, a genuine commitment to fulfill the blessing. In other words, if I'm going to give you a blessing, then what I'm going to say to you is I'm not going to just abstractly bless you and then run away. I'm going to bless you and stay with you and say... I'm committed to help fulfill this blessing in your life as much as I'm capable. So this morning, I want to I do two things. I wanna, um, we're going to give a blessing, okay? We're going we're gonna to share a blessing. I, Connor, would you come? Uh, my 22-year-old son is here, and um, he volunteered. You know, not really. I sort of, you know, kind of asked him. But here's what I want to do this morning. I, I'm going to give Connor a blessing, Okay? And I'm not going to give Connor a blessing because I think I'm a perfect dad or he's a perfect son or you should write this down and do it the way we do it. None of that. I'm going to give Connor a blessing because when I see someone do something, it helps me picture how I might do it. And so what I hope this morning is is that it'll just inspire you um, 
to give a blessing. Now, the blessing is not something that's necessarily always given in an event like this. We're going to kind of compress, you know, all the parts of the blessing. But um, these are kind of the, the, this is kind of the culture of what a relationship should look like on an ongoing basis that includes the blessing, if that makes sense. You probably won't ever have a time where you sit down and maybe do everything that we're about to do. Maybe you will. Maybe you won't. But uh, we're, we're going to do that today. Okay? So we, um, we're supposed to have uh, some chairs coming out. And I don't know where they went. But I'm going to move this. It's kind of hard to sit down on nothing. Um, don't know where they are. We'll, we'll wait a minute. So... Um, in your family, the way that you might do the blessing is you might say it in passing, you might say it at breakfast, you might say it on the way to school, you might say it um, in your marriage, at dinner, um, you might give it in a variety of different forms. Um, but today, we're just going to give it sort of all compressed. And then I've got a blessing that I want to give dads today. So um, I hope this will be... I, 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 I even tripped on the word. I hope this will be a blessing to you. How about that? All right. So you want to go stand over there and we'll pretend like we're sitting down? Okay, good. All right. All right, so this is Connor. Uh, Connor's 22, and Connor's our oldest son. And um, Connor, um, uh, both our sons, 22 and 18, are kind of at points where they're not really our children anymore. You know, they're our kids, our, our sons, but they're not little anymore. And so um, this is a transition point uh, really in life. And so um, I just want to, first off, here they come. There, there we go. All right, of little chairs. So I'm going to talk to him more than I talk to you. So yeah, turn and face me here. There you go. You can block them out. He's an introvert, so you, you didn't really... <laughs> you know, he wasn't really comfortable with this. First off, thank you for doing this. Uh, it means a lot to me. It really does. I can't think of a better way to spend Father's Day than with you like this. And so, thank you. I really do appreciate it. So, I want to include the five elements there. First off, I want you to know I love you. I really love you. And I'm very proud of you. I'm, I'm proud of who you are. I remember when you were little, we would, um, every day you'd wait by the door when you were about three, I'd come home and you'd stand there and wait for me. I don't know how the kids have a clock. You had a clock. You knew what time I came home and we'd lay on the couch and watch Spider-Man and Batman together. Remember that? <laughs> One of my favorite memories. As I watched you grow up and I saw the gifts God put in you start to take shape. I began to see a lot of things surface in your life that were really good, and I'm, I'm grateful for those. We would read Bible stories at night before you'd go to bed, and for some reason we had a fly problem that one year, and we would swat flies every night. We had fly swatters, and we'd fly, swat flies together. I don't know why. just seemed like better than sitting there. If God were to say to me, if he were to line up every 22-year-old person on earth, every 22-year-old man on earth, and say you can only pick one to be your son, you know which one I'd pick? I'd pick you. 
because that's how I feel about you. you. You are very quiet, but below the surface, you have this deep passion brewing. It's right there at the surface level. You have a heart for adventure and a heart of mercy. You are insatiably curious, and I love that about you. Every year that goes by, um, I enjoy our conversations more. You, you're an incredible person to talk to with a wide scope of knowledge. When you got into um, computer coding, you, you, know, you regularly come out of your room and tell me about how you research the, you know, the, uh, <laughs> the rare seal walrus in Antarctica and you know, what its habitat is. And I'm thinking, your love for nature and adventure. And, or you'll come out and tell me about a new coding language. I don't even, I barely know English. And you're telling me about you know, coding language, computer language. But I really, I really love your curiosity. You have a heart full of mercy. You're one of the most merciful people I know. You couldn't stand for anything living to be hurt. And I think that's, I think that's beautiful. And you have a deep sensitivity to God. And even though you've been through a lot, you've had hard times. Your sensitivity to God continues to resurface. And I'm, I'm, I've been overwhelmed by watching that in your life. I'm grateful for it. I don't know how God's going to use the curiosity and the mercy and the adventure and the passion. I don't know how he's going to pull all that together. But the older you get, the more I can see it coming together. And I believe that God has a plan for your life. He has a future and a plan. And he's going to take these gifts and skills and abilities and talents he's put in you. And he's going to make something beautiful out of them. He's going to, God has a future for you that is going to fulfill you. <laughs> and it's going to impact people. All your life, from the time you were a little boy, I told you, one day you're going to be a great man. Remember that? And today I see those blushes of greatness coming up. And I'm, and I'm so happy. So, as I've also said to you all your life, the most important thing you can do is be what God wants you to be. And do what God wants you to do. And I believe you're doing that. And it brings, it brings me so much joy that I'm, I'm grateful to share this moment with you. And as my genuine commitment, I'm committing myself to you. I will do everything in my power to help you become the person God wants you to be and fulfill his plan for your life. And I hope this has been a moment that's been affirming to you. And, and I'll just go ahead and say it. I bless you. And I want you to live a blessed life. So now we'll do meaningful touch. <laughs> I love you. Proud of you.
Okay. Now I want to, um, I wrote a blessing today for dads. And I just want to, uh, I just want to have all our, our dads, if you'd stand. If you're online, maybe you want to just open your hands or maybe you want to stand in your living room or something. I want to, I want to speak a blessing over our dads. Um, and look, here's the honest truth. This really applies to everybody because God hasn't uniquely blessed, you know, men more than women or women more than men or anything like that. So if you need a blessing today, if you need the blessing today, if you're missing part of the blessing today, I just want you to receive this. And then we're all going to stand together in just a minute. And we're going to sing a beautiful song about a, a, an incredible father that we have. All right. Dads, men, you are God's favored son. Before you're a dad, you're a son. And that's important. Because you have the best father. <laughs> Whatever your earthly father was, could have been fantastic, could have been not so good. You've got a perfect heavenly father. If you were the only person on earth, Jesus would have died for you. That's how valuable you are. You may not have the history or preparation to fulfill every role you're called to function in, but lean into God because He is a good Father and He will give you every resource you need to be the man that He's called you to be. Whatever you lacked in your own family or your own father, God will make up as you look to Him. God has called you to lead by example and to use all the resources that He's given you to serve. He has a plan for your life. And let me tell you the best part, okay? God has committed Himself to you to fulfill that plan. He's committed. How many of you know that's a pretty good commitment? Would you stand with me for a minute, everybody? And at home, just bow your, bow your head, close your eyes. Lord, today, as we lift our eyes up to look at you and to bless you, to love you, Lord, we're reminded of how good of a father you are. Lord, today we receive your blessing and we walk in your blessing. And Lord, we ask for your favor and your peace. And Lord, we receive today. Go ahead and receive it. Stretch out your arms. Stretch out your heart. Reach up with your voice and just say, Lord, I receive today the blessing. Because Jesus died to give it to me. In Jesus' name we pray. Come on and sing this song.